My name is Ryan Luke Winslade, and I am a PK and middle child. I know what it's like to be a misfit, an oddball, a weirdo, but I'm okay with that. If you're like me, you are most certainly welcome. Even if you're not, you'll hopefully enjoy yourself here on Pastor's Middle Kid anyway. We'll talk about stuff and look at things a little differently. Alright, let's get started. to this being the fourth day of May at time of recording, that is May the 4th, uh, I wanted to record a special themed episode of Pastor's Metal Kid, like I kind of had back in December with the Star Wars spoiler cast, except this one isn't containing any spoilers, or if it is, it doesn't matter because I'm sure you've already seen all the Star Wars movies by now. Anyway, this is episode 38 of Pastor's Metal Kid, and I have joining me Jordan Smith, as usual. Yeah. <laughs> and Jordan, I believe this is episode six for you. Yes, correct. <laughs> it is episode six. Return of the Jordan. Return of the Jordan. Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow, that sounds like a really bad Bible parody of Star Wars. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Okay, so May the 4th, have you ever done anything special to celebrate this day? Ever? Um, well... It's my mum's birthday, May right. 4th. Okay. So shout out to Ruth Smith, you're great. Um, Happy birthday. Yeah, so she turns 50 today, actually. So Wow. That's pretty cool. So, you know, May the 4th is like Star Wars Day and, oh, it's my mum's birthday. But mostly yeah. you're celebrating the birthday, not Star Wars. Yeah, it tends to be that because, mm-hmm. you know, mum, you know. Yeah. Takes priority, I think, but. That's fair enough. Yeah. Particularly on a 50th. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm going home on Friday, which is two days from now. Yes. Two. Yeah, this good. this gets all funny with the whole recording thing. Um, by the time people listen to this, it, this could be a long time ago. <laughs> okay, cool. I've never really celebrated Star Wars Day, ever. I would sometimes think it was kind of cool that May the 4th uh, sounds like I have a lisp and I'm saying, May the 4th be with you. But uh, I know some people that are really into it. Yeah. I know one particular person who calls themselves a Star Warrior, uh, which I believe is the Trekkie of Star Wars, and they look forward to Star Wars Day more than any other day in the year. That's kind of cool. And they watch all six, or at least the original trilogy, Yeah. on that day. See, I'm a big fan of the prequels. So yeah. I, the, the listeners at home may have heard me talk about my history with Star Wars uh, on uh, back in December, but... Anyway, uh, let's let's just uh, dive into this a little, shall we? When was the first time you remember seeing Star Wars? One of my friends was having a birthday party. Well, it's kind of my brother's friend, but we grew up together, so it's kind of my friend as well. Yep. And we, yeah, I was at his place, and it was like, I don't know, we've been doing stuff, and I was pretty young. I think I was like 13, mm-hmm. um, and I'm 21 now, so it was a few years ago. And I might have even been younger than that. Yeah, anyway... Um, he loves Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, yeah. Okay, so we watched A New Hope. Episode 4 or yep. Episode 1 if you're over 40. Mm-hmm. And um, it 
was really good, except I used to be really shy and kind of nervous and anxious, mm-hmm. and it happened to be a thunderstorm at the exact same time. And wow. when they were, like, flying their ships around and getting killed, mm-hmm. I got, like, I pretty much had a panic attack and mental breakdown <laughs> because of the thunderstorm. Wow. And I had to go out and drink a cold glass of water and lie down in a dark room. So, um, you know, that's, that's how it goes. But, um, you know, putting that aside... Uh, I, I I overcame that fear. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, I actually still haven't seen Revenge of the Sith. Yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Um, just because I'm not really a movie person. I I read quite a few of the Star Wars books. Right. Probably m- almost more into that, and the more like the whole extended universe idea mm-hmm. than necessarily watching the movies. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, but also really surprising. I didn't know you hadn't seen Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> okay. I just keep forgetting. Oh, man, I haven't seen that. Yeah. Uh, I would recommend it for some closure and for some hilarious moments. Uh, and I'm not talking about the intentional comedic moments. I'm that... talking about Hayden Christensen being... Yeah. Christensen. <laughs> you turned her against me! You've, You've done, done that yourself. yourself. <laughs> you already know the quotes. <laughs> um. Yeah, the quotes are... My brother loves it. And another funny thing about Star Wars is that, although I haven't seen that movie, Lego Star Wars is... Yeah. ...was my life for a few years, and my brother's life. So I've played Lego Star Wars, and because of that, I actually know the plot line in its entirety. Yeah, yeah. And I just don't know the dialogue because they grunt, but that was cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. I, I grew up playing Lego Star Wars as well, and that helped cement my my love for it. For me, it really began with episode one. I mean, I remember seeing four, five, and six as a child. My dad loved them. But when episode one came out at the movies, I I was just old enough to go to the movies um, as far as my parents were concerned. So we did, and then we went to KFC. I remember getting uh, Phantom Menace-themed things with the kids' meal. (laughs) And then we got a Nintendo 64 back in 99 and got Star Wars Episode One Racer. Uh, and so I ended up loving pod racing, and that just made me love Episode One a lot. And I don't really care that people say that it's the worst movie in the franchise. He's embarrassing. Because I... Yeah, Jar Jar could have been left out of it a lot. I would. But he had, he had some moments that he was valuable or was kind of used in a useful way but regardless I love the idea of what happened before and what happened after mm. the the franchise the six movies um, which obviously has now extended into seven but having this ambiguity of what the universe was like before episode one I, I just love that so I read a bit of the expanded universe uh, regarding that particularly Obi-Wan's upbringing mm. the, um, the books by Jude something or other Jude Law or something. (laughs) It wasn't Jude Law. (laughs) Yeah, and and I loved episode six because there was resolution. And now there isn't (laughs) anymore. Uh, Well, kind of, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we've we've talked at length uh, on Passes Metal Kid about what we think of episode seven and restarting the, the franchise in a new generation. I think it's cool. I appreciated the movie. There were a little too many 
uh, parallels with The New Hope, in my opinion, but I really enjoyed it. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with these and then the anthology movies as well. But something that you and I have in common is we have either seen a lot of or all of the Clone Wars TV show, which has actually set you up really nicely for episode three, come to think of it. So Yeah, true. You uh, true. you should probably get around to watching so that soon. Quite, I haven't seen the last season. Well, the last two seasons of Clone Wars, actually. Cool. I kind of stopped for a while because I had binge-watched binge a season in like mm-hmm. two days. So wow, yep. I uh, was like, oh, I'm going to pull back on that. Which I guess is proof that it's an awesome series. Mm-hmm. So I reckon it's... Man, I think it's my favorite. Okay, I actually, yeah. probably like Clone Wars more than the movies. All right, and not that's not a downer on the movies. That's just like, man, I really enjoyed Clone Wars. Yeah, and Clone Wars yeah. is is something that I remember when it came out back in two thousand and nine or something like that. Like that the, the first season, and it was only on Cartoon Network, so we didn't have <laughs> rich we that. didn't have rich man TV, <laughs> so we couldn't watch it. Uh, and I thought if I start watching this, I will be hooked, mm. but. Uh, it looks like a, a kid's show. I don't want to watch this. I think it's lame. Uh, and then earlier on this year, I was at my friend Chris's house and we started watching Star Wars Rebels because we were bored one day and we finished the whole first season, then realized there was a big reveal at the end of the first season that tied directly into Clone Wars and went, okay, we need to go back and watch all of Clone Wars. So I'm in season four or something like that. So a couple seasons left, but... Uh, I really like it. There are some episodes that are a bit repetitive. There's only so many missions they can go on that are slightly different. But it's building it to make it feel a lot more like the Clone Wars actually was. Yeah, and I think that's a really cool thing with it, is that it explores something that the movies didn't explore, Mm -hmm. which is the Clone Wars in in their deep depths, I guess. And, like, I love that it humanizes clones, um, that a lot of it is stories about clone troopers. And Mm -hmm. you've got the Jedi as well. But it's very much like I watch it and it becomes like you start to see all these men in a war. Mm-hmm. And like I feel like there's a lot of really interesting um, parallels you can draw from that. Yeah. But I just think it's really cool because the clones are just soldiers, expe- yeah. expendable soldiers in the movies. And then in, in, these, in the animated series, you really get to dive into that and clones are awesome. Yeah, and I don't know. If there's someone out there that really likes Star Wars, and like me prior to this year, you say that you're an enormous fan, uh, but you haven't got around to watching these TV shows, then go around and do it. I think it'll be it'll be worth it, and who knows, maybe in these anthology movies or any of the, the new trilogy, they might actually tie some characters in or reference yeah, things. Hopefully. Yeah, I hope so I'm too. So bad. That would That would really blow it up. I mean, that would get... Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, and now that Disney owns both, I'm expecting a Guardians of the Galaxy Star Wars crossover somewhere. I'm not. Don't worry. That was a joke. Um, yeah. That would... Cool, <laughs> it would be cool, but the amount of people that would get upset uh, is a lot. <laughs> um, that said, I did go and see uh, Captain America Civil War the other day, and there was a Star Wars reference in that that you can look out for with well, a, a young I haven't seen it yet. A young Peter Parker who uh, in my opinion made the movie. I absolutely yeah, loved I his character. So <laughs> Yes, uh, Disney is uh, is going for it and I really appreciate that. 
but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously a big Star Wars fan, and there are people that call themselves Star Warriors, and I wouldn't go that far, but most people would think that I am. But I, I don't know. I don't know. What is the purpose of this episode? <laughs> Talk to, about Star Wars. To, yeah. It's awesome. Star Wars is great. It's May the 4th. Yeah. I mean, when this is released later on tonight, it'll be May the 4th um, on the other side of the world, and then we're kind of going into Revenge of the Fifth, is what people call it. Uh, but we we're, it's nighttime as we record this, so we're on the dark side of True. May the 4th, and the light side's yeah. coming around. Uh, I had this idea one time when I was doing a Star Wars marathon of writing a white paper, an essay, about how Anakin is a parallel to Israel. Haha. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, and I, I, had this, I had this really cool layout of it as I was watching, and I said, oh, yes, Anakin, he's the chosen one, of course. He fulfills the prophecy. He brings reconciliation, balance, all that type of stuff. Uh, but he gets corrupt and he falls and he goes into captivity for 20 years. And yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> roughly. Um, but he becomes the, the bane of the, um, the movement of the church, the Christianity, the spirit, the force. Mm-hmm. Um, and then ultimately Israel is redeemed Great, at yeah. the end. So I, I had this, this layout for it. And if you're hearing this, you're allowed to take the idea and write a good totally. paper. Just reference me as your inspiration. That'd be fine. And Lucasfilm, of course. Um, I feel like your friend Chris probably has something to say on this. Mm, so I actually want to... I'm interested wanna, to hear what you say, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> you'll probably listen to this. Chris, I want to bounce this back and forth with you, and then we can do a podcast about it. Um, it'd be great. Uh, yeah, but... As I was watching it that particular time, I was I was finding quite a lot of parallels to Christianity or things that I found to be applications um, yeah. that I could I could take. And one of my favorite quotes from episode one is when Qui-Gon says, Remember, concentrate on the moment. Feel. Don't think. Use your instincts. Uh, and sometimes that's what faith comes down to. That's how you hear the Lord. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Qui-Gon. Liam Neeson, you're great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and um, beyond that, obviously seeing how we can be used by God and Mm. the Jedi use the Force, but really isn't the Force flowing through them, so it's kind of like Holy Spirit at times. At times, but then at other times it's like Buddhism and... Yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting. Yeah. Holy Spirit's better than the Force, but that's okay. Definitely. Because the Force is cool too. I, if the Force is cool, but the Holy Spirit's better than the Force, then the Holy Spirit must be pretty awesome. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Jesus. The Lord. Baptize these listeners in the Holy Spirit. Um, I was reading through Second Kings one time, and I was reading about the prophet Elisha, and oh my goodness, Elisha was pretty much a Jedi. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever read through Second Kings intentionally looking at Elisha. Listeners, go ahead and do that. And read about how he raised that axe head out of the water, like Yoda raised the X-Wing out of the swamp, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Even after Elisha died, he brought someone back to life. Some robbers killed a man, threw it into his tomb. And the man walked out alive. What the hell? The man touched Elisha's bones and came back to life. 
double portion, man. Yeah, that's right. He got a double portion from Elijah, didn't he? Yeah. Well, yeah, a double portion of the same Holy Spirit yeah. that was on Elijah. Totally. On Elijah. So it's like double portion, double portion. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's crazy. That's cool. And then you could even draw the parallel that Elijah was, he became one with the force. He didn't die. Just like Obi-Wan didn't die. Yeah. That, mm. Actually, that raises a really interesting point about creativity and art in this world, is that as we we draw these parallels between mm-hmm. yeah Star Wars and, and and Christianity, or we draw parallels between, um, I mean, I love Lord of the Rings, so I'll say Lord of the Rings and Christianity, sure. which there are you know some big parallels there, and mm-hmm. but we, but we can see in a lot of things, even just an art piece, like a great mm-hmm. piece of art, you can find something, and I think it's because the master storyteller is God. Yeah. And so we're not, I guess in a way we're just imitating something that we can't even Mm. quite remember. It's like, it's like you kind of remember a great story, but not enough to put it into words, that great story, Mm. but you try to make something like it and you kind of think that it's your own, but really there's a master storyteller behind it all mm-hmm. and maybe we're wrong to say I don't know maybe I'm wrong to say oh Christianity or the Lord is like the force I should really be saying that the force shows an aspect of the Lord mm-hmm. there's something in there not all of it but you find that in all of art and that's so interesting mm-hmm. I think it shows that God is like He's at he's at the he's the backbone of everything. Yeah, you know that it says in one of the scriptures it says like I put eternity in the hearts of men. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and then in Romans I think it's like though they they knew me they men knew God they did not believe him they cursed him in their hearts. Yeah, might be misquoting that a little bit, but it's to it's that in effect. Romans one. You can look yeah. it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Romans one and that's what we see in like all of culture really yeah culture is always it's looking it's stretching it's trying to reach out to something that they don't quite understand and it mm-hmm. comes out in the create in the creative arts mm-hmm. and we see that and we're like oh it's drawing us to something i feel something why do we feel something so special when we watch like star wars when we watch someone um like qui-gon jinn mm-hmm. and in the way he he portrays himself and yeah. or we watch someone like Anakin Skywalker and it's for why do we feel something deep I think it's deeper than just a good story yeah I think it's because it calls to something deep inside of us that really is is, is calling out to God and, and, mm. and stuff it's the it's the wrestle with good and evil between totally. between light and dark and that's what we've been facing ever since the yeah. garden when we ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and as soon as that happened that became our story that became the wrestle. Mm. We are just like the chosen one. We are just like the the reincarnate. If you want to go down that Star Wars rabbit trail um, of the chosen one, every few generations that will bring balance to the Force. We are just like that because we, are, as humans, we are in mm. this tension between good and evil, yeah. and we cannot ultimately be free of that ourselves. Yeah, which is why you see in all stories you have 
the struggle, the battle. Mm-hmm. You have the climax. You have the hero. Yeah. You have the one who comes in and is able to save and able to bring restoration. Because essentially they are the savior of yeah. the story. A good story always has that. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it has... Um, you have the antagonist and the protagonist. Like, there's all these basics to how you put a good story. Why is that what a good story is? Like, why have we... Why do we... Have we decided and why do we think that, oh, this is the good story? Because that's God's story? Yeah, yeah. Jesus is mm-hmm. that savior that we look for in every story that we write. Mm-hmm. And if you try and write a story without that um, struggle, that tension, that conflict, and then someone coming in and being mighty and being able to break that conflict and save and and and, and free their people um, and... If that if if you try and write a story without that, it's almost not a real story, because yeah. God is more real than anything we we do, or, or and He's more real than us, mm-hmm. and so then His stories are more real than our stories. Yeah. And so even if we can't quite explain it, a story that doesn't that walks away from Him doesn't feel real. So then, if, therefore, it doesn't feel good, even if we couldn't put that into words. Mm. I think I agree with you here. I think that within every man, within every woman, there is this longing mm. for a savior. And whether that manifests itself in us pursuing God, yeah, or if that simply comes out when we witness what you've called a good story, where there is battle, there is resolution, there's a savior. Yeah. Whether we find it in a story or in God, there is something within all of us that longs for that. Yeah. Something that longs to enjoy a Marvel superhero movie. Yeah. Because even though you might not like the genre, you might not like the, the silly jokes that they make and the predictability of it all, there is a saviour. There is always something that happens that allows people to continue. Something that resolves this tension. Okay, listeners, well, I hope that's given you some food for thought. And, um, yeah, from both of us here at Pastor's Middle Kid, uh, from Jordan and myself, we'd like to wish you a very happy 4th of May. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, May the, May the 4th be with you. And also with you. Uh, yep, tune in next time to Pastor's Middle Kid. It'll be, it'll be great to hear from you and... I may or may not be there as well. (laughs) Who knows? Episode 7 could be right around the corner for Jordan Smith. (laughs) All right. Uh, Remember, do or do not. There is no try. (laughs) So don't just try to listen to the next episode. Do it or, or do not. But choose to do it. Okay, bye.